everybody, and welcome to another episode of Igniting the Spark, uh, Talk Film Society's Star Wars podcast. I am your host, Callie Smith, uh, and today we are talking about uh, the sixth episode of Mandalorian, and I have a special guest. I have uh, Cody Lunsford from the uh, Best Pictures podcast, and uh, yeah, oh, we need to talk about Spider-Man, too. Yes. Um, have I forgot any other ones? No, nope, that's it for me. Okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> so, yeah, um, how's it going today, Cody? How are you feeling about Star Wars today? How am I feeling about <laughs> Star Wars today? I'm feeling fine about Star Wars today because we're in a kind of down period where people aren't talking about it all that much. Now everybody is mad at Marvel, uh, which is... <laughs> Yeah. Now I have to now I have to deal with that, but you know, <laughs> uh, it still hasn't gotten as aggressive as the bad Star Wars times. So I'm I'm mostly up on I'm mostly up on Star Wars. I uh, I've watched the pilot for Rebels recently. I'm diving into that. I've been watching every episode of Bad Batch. It's a nice like calm Star Wars content still coming my way. Reading the High Republic books and comics, so it's still coming yeah. my way, but nobody's yelling about it right now so, so it's, it's a good time it's a good time <laughs> yes it is it is nice to have um any period of time where people are not yelling about star wars it is a period of galactic <laughs> rest uh, apparently. uh man yes i need to get into some of those like high republic stuff um but, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's interesting. I sometimes I wish it wasn't books. <laughs> um, <sometimes. laughs> yeah. Um, because it, cause it would be really cool to see like visualize, but it, it's really interesting because it doesn't feel the need to be connected to everything, which uh, yeah. is a bit of my complaints about the current uh, current stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody, I feel like, kind of is is feeling that way um, with the wow. current stuff these days. <laughs> I uh, you you told me before the show we could we could uh, spoil future Mando, but um, yeah, I I don't quite know if people are feeling that based on the reaction to the finale of Mando season two, which I had a much different reaction to than it seemed yeah. to a high majority <laughs> yeah. of people did. No, but that's not I my episode. On the uh, good old pod here, we've everybody's kind of hit on that a little bit. Um, oh, okay. Because it's it's hard not to, you know, it's um it was a big choice, I guess, let's say, for the showrunners to loop that in. And uh, everybody's gotta take and yeah. for the most part, I think the take has been on the on here kind of like, I mean, I guess we liked how it was executed, but like, did we need to wrap that in? You know, like, did we need to bring this, you know, these k- big characters? That's really in? interesting. Um, <laughs> because I think my <laughs> outlook on it is, it's fine that they did it. Like, it makes sense. Who else is yeah. going to be there to grab him? I thought the execution was really bad. <laughs> so, so of course I'm, I'm flipped, but I was like, they shot it like the Darth Vader rogue one scene. And that's not a good thing. In my opinion, <laughs> it was trying to like address the complaints that Luke wasn't badass, And yeah. You, and, and so they wanted, and it's like, I don't care. I don't know. It's just me. It's just me. To, in all fairness, I, I, <laughs> 
I think people who were mad about Luke not being a badass um, don't understand Luke's character because, like, honestly, he was not, like, a badass in the original trilogy ever. That's why Han exists, is to (laughs) be that character. Yeah, like... (laughs) What and just... why Leia is the way she is. like it's it's very specifically Luke is the least badass of them. He yes. just is the Jedi. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's fine. I wish they would have cast somebody. I think um, the yes the the slavishness to only one character, one actor can play a character is gonna doom things eventually. Yeah. But right now we're fine. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Especially with the thing is about the whole Luke thing, right? Is that like, we had, there is somebody who could have done that and done that yes. very well. Yes. Everybody on the internet was like, yo, Sebastian Stan is right there. Like, you like know. M- Mark Hamill included. Yeah. Um, like everybody was like, yo, he's literally right there. And um, he's like on, like he's on disney payroll like it's not yeah, hard yeah. to grab him for an episode or an arc like he would do it he's not doing a ton else yeah i don't know it's it's i mean it's, it's fine. fine it's just like you should have recast <laughs> tarkin too you know yeah, you should have you should have done young leia it's 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 like something they decided on early and it's like i i know they developed th- i'm t- sorry I don't, I don't mean to hijack i'm just thinking no, about no, this no i'm down um it's it's they developed you know the technology for like a bunch of other movies they use it in tron legacy yeah okay Mm -hmm. that makes sense he's a computer program you want him to be young fine yeah the marvel movies it's like you don't i get why they use it there yeah it's they could recast but like they don't have to because it's it's normally playing on certain things but these star wars ones there's no reason to not recast there's no reason not to recast and like i i think for the marvel thing is they're not gonna go in and tell stories set in those past right it's it's Mm -hmm. always used in Mm -hmm. flashbacks yeah conceivably we could see stories after the finale of season two where Luke would be involved. And we, if we have to look at deep fake Luke the entire time. Yeah. Not, not great. <laughs> so I, I think that's my big thing is star Wars is all about jumping back and filling in holes. That's how they've mm-hmm. always done their, their supplemental stories. Recast people then, you know? Yeah. It's fine. To, to it's fine. Folks. <laughs> Like that aging technology works in quick flashbacks, and that's kind of it. Yeah, there's and like a it's a really cool technology that I'm glad we have. Like, it's cool. But I don't know the way we're using it right now is not like ideal. I guess. Yeah, it's it's more. I think there's a lot. I think you can do better stories if you're willing to just recast the people. For example, Fast Nine. Mm-hmm. cast young versions of John Cena and Vin Diesel and it is way more effective than the, if they had tried to DH them yeah yeah definitely both comparable franchises Fast <laughs> 9 and Star Wars but uh, uh, I'm pretty sure on this season this is not actually the first time somebody has compared <laughs> the two so um, you're totally fine I mean <laughs> they did it right I don't know I don't know but th- that's yeah. my big complaint and then it's it's 
you know, the episode we're, we're going to talk about is in season one of Mando, where it was mm-hmm. a lot warmer on the show. And I still am pretty warm on it in season two. But season yeah. two became a bit of the Filoni thing that yes. is currently happening on Bad Batch as well. Yeah. A show that's like, fine. But it's every episode <laughs> is like, oh, here's one character that you know from something else. And it's like, yeah. And it's like okay, dude. okay, <laughs> okay. Cool. What the, what are my people doing? I'm watching these yeah. shows because of my people. I don't really care. I do want to meet the new people and care about the new people. You know, you don't have to. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to use the old people. And and it's I feel that way in the larger abstract, but in the more firm, like I don't know. The Boba Fett episode was cool, and the Ahsoka episode yeah. was cool. It's just every episode being in that and bad batch right now it's like okay this character who pops up on episodes of rebels which i haven't got to yet here's how what they were doing right there here they are yeah 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 no but i get it but hey you know the episode we're talking today to transition i guess into it yeah now i'm gonna be positive because it introduces a lot of really good new characters so i wish we just spent more time with these folks (laughs) (laughs) but i mean we do get you know more good old mayfeld down the road in what is i think one of the best episodes of season two so i agree i fully agree i I think that is a good use of bringing somebody back from season one um can i I may say something controversial yet brave. I think adding <laughs> Bill Burr to the Star Wars universe actually was really brilliant. And I think his yes. character is so good. And both of yeah. the episodes with him are stellar. And it's a different kind of energy. It is Han Solo-esque without just trying to do Han Solo again, if that makes yeah. sense. It is very yeah. similar energy of like, I don't care about any of this like you can tell that the actor playing him is just like i i mean i'm here to do the work and i'm doing the work well but at the end of the day this is a paycheck you know exactly and that's a perfect vibe for uh mayfield the character to have um i think we've talked uh, like other guests and whatnot we've talked about the casting in mandalorian and how interesting it is but this is the casting choice that i was looking forward to getting to and talking about yeah. on the pod because like famously bill burr would like has talked in his comedy and stuff about like i don't give a fuck about star wars right. like you know and it's just such an interesting uh move and flex to get him on and like have him you know say like wildly in universe lines like there's the scene where he calls what's her name Shean a like crazy twee and i'm like right. did anybody have to explain to bill burr what this <laughs> random term he's saying meant you know like well when he does the gungan voice the gungan like, voice too yes i forgot about that line oh, very good and and it's the thing is like he's playing a bit of a space racist and it's like that's good <laughs> like yeah not good but you know what i mean like it's like <laughs> we don't really see a ton of that i mean i guess mando yeah. like doesn't like droids but that's a different thing but like yeah for him to go into Gungan voice, like it feels offensive, but it feels <laughs> like like a really like lived in uh, thing. And you know, yeah. it's it's one of those. I'm not. 
it's not like I'm a Bill Burr stan either. It's not like I'm, <laughs> I'm really, I haven't really listened to much of his stand-up. I think sometimes he's good in the interviews, his SNL thing. It was one of those things where it made me laugh and then it became a little bit too much about people being too easily offended. And I was like, yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then in the sketches, I found him really funny. I think he's great. in King of Staten Island. Like I like his mm. acting. <laughs> I like Bill Burr. Yeah. Actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. And I feel the same way where I'm like, I do like anytime I see him acting, I'm like, yeah. And then anytime I hear something he said, I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> And, and it's a weird thing where it's like, he's not, he, he walks such a fine line where he yes. is, he definitely comes from the school of like, well, I'm going to just try and offend everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not like specifically against anything, which makes it mm-hmm. a little easier to swallow if that makes sense. Yeah. Still not my favorite type of comedy. Um, of course. But, yeah. But me it, neither. But 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 it, I don't know. It, his energy really works in this episode, and and the fact that he came back, I think, is really is really good. And I mean, like he's coming back, right? Like he'll yeah. be in. Surely, something. surely he's in. <laughs> I'm trying to th- decide if I think he's coming in Mando season three or if he'll be in. Season 2.5. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. That's actually interesting. I doubt that he would be in season 2.5, if you will. I feel like if he's going to come back, it's going to be with Mando, you know. Well, but Favreau and Mm. Filoni have kind of talked about that Book of Boba is essentially a Mando season. season. Interesting. And that um, characters from Mando will show up is the thing they have said. I don't mm. really know what that means. I doubt it's Ahsoka, but I could be completely wrong. It could be Mando himself. That would feel a little weird, but it could be. I guess it would make sense. And so it makes me start thinking that it may be some of these smaller characters, the Bokatons or your um, Mayfields. Yeah. Mayfield. who will show up yeah i guess what i was gonna say about freaking bill burr and his whole vibe is that all of that works really perfectly in this episode where we're kind of i don't know getting into like some the seedier side of like the bounty hunters here because the whole vibe of this episode and the people he's working with is just like the shadiest of the shady you know (laughs) which i love because like he is a bounty hunter mando Mm -hmm. but very quickly we have him paired with grogu are we allowed to say the name yet (laughs) we're totally yeah it's fine it's cool it's Uh, cool but um i hope everybody knows the same (laughs) yeah i mean at this point um but um we've seen him kind of handling that stuff. So he hasn't been as, and he's like a very honorable bounty hunter and that kind of thing. We haven't seen him get into the like really gross, seedy underworld stuff. And this is probably the deepest he gets into it in the whole show thus far. Yeah. Probably. Um, And maybe even after this, I don't know if he gets much further into it. And I, I love it. I love the, I, I love devil man. 
Um, <laughs> I don't know what he is. See, I, I'm a Star Wars fan, but I, I, I can't tell you what all the, the species are. But I uh, have no idea what species he is, but I think his name was Berg. Berg? <laughs> that sounds right. He's played by Mr. Krabs. That's, that's yeah, what I know. <laughs> I, I always say played by Mr. Krabs crabs like clancy brown that hasn't been in a million things and yeah, is good in those million things but like he unfortunately he is a mr grabs and that is what uh and that's kind of the thing yeah these days i think of him as uh what's his name from detroit um become human the video game he oh. did a mocap performance in a video game gotcha um where he too hated robots so oh. hey look at that he's look in the- at He's in the first season of The Punisher, so you know he's, he's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's um, been a minute since that, though. It's been a minute. Um, <laughs> but hey, I guess he could come back. That that seems to be on the table. Yeah. yeah. No, wait. No, he's dead. I don't remember. No, he's in. He's one. Of, he's in the jail at the end of this episode, so he could theoretically appear. I was talking about in Punisher. Oh, um, fuck. Sorry, brain. No, you're good. You're good. I, hey, I, everybody. We're, this is what happens when I record an episode 45 minutes after I woke up. <laughs> uh, I uh, Yeah, and I was uh, a little after that. Um, no, it... Um, he, uh, I, I was making the reference that it seems like the Netflix Marvel characters may be oh, popping yeah. up here and there. And I was like, I guess yes, Clancy Brown could right. come back. And then I was like, wait, no, he was on Punisher. No, he did. He's dead. Yeah, he did. That's, <laughs> That's what happens that to folks works. on Punisher. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's like the one show where that happens. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He played a uh, not so good dude who was... Nope. Especially in that case, then. He's yeah. probably hella dead. Super dead. Um, super dead. Uh, but yes, we have not <laughs> seen Berg or the Twi'lek. Twi'lek. Jian. Jian. We have not seen them come back. I liked the history that seemed to be hinted at with yes. Xi'an. Um, between her and Mando. Because this show yes. like has no sexual tension in it ever <laughs> and for it to have that moment i think adds to the like seediness is because we just don't see any kind of sexual anything in the show at any point yeah so to, yeah. So to have this um yeah. in a show where sex is literally not a factor to have this like flirty tweet like you know right exactly um sex and star wars that that's a whole thing it's, so, it's never been yeah it's it's like you sort of you have horniness in the original trilogy yes and you have mo i guess you have the one moment of horniness in attack of the clones maybe a couple mm-hmm. i'd say there are multiple um stealthily horny moments in the last jedi but you know they're not as like on the nose um <laughs> yes I, I guess last jedi would be it has the more horny moments of the sequel trilogy but i would say the sequel trilogy comparatively to the other two is almost entirely sexless Oh um, yeah, definitely, a hundred percent. But it, but you do still have the Adam Driver with his shirt off 
like and the, Adam Driver the, the shirt off, uh, and the shot where Adam Driver uh, wipes off his mouth with his gloved hand, and there's moisture on it. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty on the nose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so to have to have that energy, it's like you know, it's it's you know, I I don't need my shows to be horn dog. No. I don't need I don't need Brian De Palma Star Wars necessarily, but <laughs> but. <laughs> moments here and there make it feel a little more like a real world yeah and i mean it makes sense for it to be the the good old twi'lek character too where the that gets uh introduced in um are you familiar with the like star wars's troubled history with twi'leks (laughs) i mean i know they're kind of the only sex characters a lot of times yeah somebody in a comic like established that like female Twi'leks are like submissive and like some garbage like misogynist bullshit but that's why I actually like this character I would not describe this character as submissive yeah exactly we get this like not defenseless Twi'lek who will very much stand up for herself and like you know kick ass when necessary so yeah she rules. Um, kind of wish we got more of her too, but I feel like this is not a character everybody attached to the way they immediately did with Mayfeld, you know. So that's yeah. why they brought Mayfeld back. <laughs> I still like so. that. I still like the other two. I don't like Boy Twi'lek. No, I, Boy Twi'lek kind of sucks. He kind of sucks, and I guess we hadn't really ever seen a Boy Twi'lek, but. I think he's fucking ugly. I don't like <laughs> I don't like his design. He's like he's Mood. like ugly not in a good way, you know, because like the devil guy, like it's not like mm-hmm. I don't know, I kind of like his look. But it's like Yeah. Yeah. It's similar to how like Bib Fortuna, is that how you say his name? Bib Yeah. Fortuna. I think so. Close always enough. makes m- me very uncomfortable to look at him <laughs> and like I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, like this it. is the this is the like younger version of a Bib Fortuna. Yeah, and it's not great. Still, <laughs> I'm like, Ugh. which I don't know Blech. what species Bib is. I know he's different. Before everyone starts yelling at me, nobody's gonna yell at me. <laughs> um, do you know the difference between Twi'leks and whatever Ahsoka is? Because there is a difference, but they also do look similar. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this happens for Twees, but I know that the Leku on, like, Ahsoka's species, like, grows as they get older, which is why so many people were annoyed that Rosario Dawson's, like, Leku were, like, at her shoulders. (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) I know it's canon and people were annoyed by that, but when I saw that complaint, I was like... Can you imagine how fucking heavy those who things cares? are? Just come on, sh- who cares? It's live action. I don't know. They're it truly is so heavy, and they if you want her to run around and do fight scenes, you've simply <laughs> it got just to sacrifice. Seems annoying. Yeah, absolutely. Like I remember somebody uh, that I you know troop with in the five hundred first complained about that, and I was just like, literally, it literally <laughs> could not matter less to me. Like I am going to pretend that I care about what you're complaining about right now, but. I literally can't, 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 cannot care less about this, like, little detail. (laughs) I think that's unfortunately 
me with a lot of Star Wars minutia. I'm yeah, like, absolutely. I, it's like, ah, oh, they, they, uh, they, they, they wouldn't do this. And I'm like, says who? I don't yeah. know. Bro, like, yeah, absolutely. There are so many, like, little details that I think people get hung up on that I'm like, I could do not care like mm-hmm. it's fine it's fine as like I, I guess right as being people who are more film focused right. like the overall i just end up going as long as the characters make sense their motivations make sense and what they do makes sense i really right. don't care past that you know Which like some people would argue against you on that i would oh absolutely yeah <laughs> but i i i yeah I, I i think it's exactly what you said is like I love Star Wars. Star mm-hmm. Wars, I don't think, is my main franchise. It definitely was my dad's. But basically, once Marvel started, I got way more into Marvel because there's all yeah. the comics and stuff like that. I still... I mean, the MCU, it's kind of inarguably more consistent than Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying better, just consistent. Um, so th- that has always kind of been my main quote-unquote franchise. But... I like other shit, uh, which mm-hmm. I don't think is always true of some diehard Star Wars fans. Is oh, Star Wars absolutely. is the only thing, and it's like, yeah, I just it's I like it when I'm watching Star Wars, but there's other sh- other shit that I'm yeah. gonna watch. I'm gonna go watch GI Joe. I'm yeah. not gonna get that mad about GI Joe because I don't know what the fuck <laughs> is supposed to happen happening. in that. <laughs> I'm going to go, yeah, do other things. I remember, again, another 501st person. All, all love to all my 501st all friends. Love. But but he, he asked me one time, he, he came up to me, I was like, oh, man, did you read the new, like, Thrawn book? And I was like, no, <laughs> I, I do other things. <laughs> like, uh, and all, like, by all means, you know, if Star Wars is your comfort franchise, I'm so happy for you. But boy, like, I, you know, there are other things uh, going on. <laughs> Yeah, in, it's, in it's, the world. it's totally it's totally no shame because I do read like thirty Marvel comics a week. Like, yeah, I, I get it. Um, I mean, honestly, you're even more into reading Star Wars stuff, it seems, than I am because I'm behind on like the reading and the comics right. and the you know. Well, it helps when I'm reading every Marvel comic that comes out on Marvel Unlimited, and Star Wars comics are Marvel comics. Are Marvel now? <laughs> so yeah, it's, so. it's easy to watch, uh, read them all at once. But yeah, like it's it's totally no shame and everybody has their particular things that's why like even though i watch you know artsy oscar movies that's why i went to gi joe instead of being like going to <laughs> green see green night or whatever <laughs> right? yeah, yeah exactly even though i do but that felt like annoying and pretentious so i had to go with gi joe um, <laughs> go see something blockbustery before you you know sit through yeah yeah the green night that has like you know artsy cum shots and stuff it's right fine. I, I i had to <laughs> my, my my wife is out of town this weekend and uh, she was like i don't know about the green knight and i was like i'm telling you i think you need to see green knight so we're gonna wait till you come back <laughs> but but next weekend we're watching suicide squad jungle uh, cruise yes. and green mm-hmm. knight so that'll show you what our media Boy, consumption is y'all just gonna <laughs> knock them all out yeah whereas you know for me next weekend i am driving two hours to go see a net in a theater so that's uh, me of course you of know course. of course i am 
I am bad and will probably wait until it is on streaming because it is it's hopping on streaming pretty fast. I hate you for this. I, know. I hate you for this. No, I'm just kidding. It's fine. <laughs> I, I actually saw I actually saw pretty divisive reviews and I was like, oh hmm, yeah, oh yeah, no. This is not a because I do. I like Oscar movies. I like quote unquote good movies. Annette yes. doesn't really sound like a Cody movie, Callie. Annette. If you remember from uh, Film Club. <laughs> Annette sounds like a Cali movie and yeah. nobody else. Nobody yeah. else needs to see Annette. Like, it needs to just be me 40 times. Like, it's fine. The guy who directed it directed what else? Holy Motors. Which we did talk about in film club. Yes, we did. And, and it was I divisive. Was, <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. It kind of seems like a lot of shit. I don't know. <laughs> I rewatched it like, I recently re-watch it. and it yeah. kind of it kind of works better, I guess, once you kind of know what you're getting into. <laughs> I'm um, sure. I, I my yeah. my film t- taste has evolved, so I'm not writing it off completely, but I just yeah. the things I heard about it, I was like, I don't know, I'll wait and see. <laughs> I also would recommend and this is for anybody who might see a net, whether because you love Adam Driver or whatever the fuck else about it. Um uh, watching The Lovers on the Bridge by Leo Scrax before okay. you go check that out, because that one is probably I would assume closer in vibe to Annette than Holy Motors. Right, so, okay, okay. Um, right. And it was uh, really fucking good, too. So there's that. Like, right. I genuinely thought it was dope. Um, I'll watch Annette, so anyway, probably. Eventually. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe On I Prime. Watch yeah, I understand. <laughs> I don't know. Th- that's, again, I, I have a perpetual movie date to things, and sometimes... Mm. Sometimes she doesn't want to see tale. it. She nah. she is such a like she loves all kinds of movies and like really gets into Oscars and stuff too. So you know it's it's not one of those things where film bro BF <laughs> reality show GF or whatever you know. Yeah, like she, yeah. She does love all that stuff, but there's some things where I'm like, I I just don't I don't know <laughs> hey, that she's gonna hey. have any desire for this. Do you want to go see this weirdly horny art pop musical with a <laughs> right. puppet in it? Like no, no. The musical element may actually be what gets her. Yeah, because um, she loves theater. But I don't know. We'll it, see. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. This is a good year for musicals too. Just overall, we're getting so many musicals. So um, many musicals. So many musicals. And I thought it was going to be a big year for musicals, and now I'm worried because In the Heights mm. did not do that well, and now the next big one is Dear Evan Hansen. So I'm oh stressing God, out. Is that the next one? Uh oh. I Ruh, think t- I think Tick Tick Boom may come out before, which looks incredible in my opinion. But I don't. But know that's how also big a, of a Netflix release. one. Exactly. I don't know how so. big of a release it's going to have. West Side yeah. Story is going to kick ass. It just simply is. Um, yeah. No, it looks great. <laughs> It really does. Steven Spielberg knows what he's doing. Hey, could there be, <laughs> to bring it back to Star Wars, since yes, we've diverged, yes, yes. a Star Wars musical, could it happen? <laughs> I would fucking love to see, like, a Mandalorian pirouetting on stage. Like, Because, <laughs> well, like, it, there's a lot of, like, Broadway adaptations of stuff. Disney does a lot of Broadway adaptations. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Harry Potter musical, not musical, play, um, seems to do pretty well. Yes. Even if it is gobbledygook nonsense, in my opinion, from reading Which it. Which it 
is. Holy shit, it is, yes. I need to see it. Maybe on stage it's very compelling, and as, like, a theater goer, I would, like, admire right? what yeah. they're doing mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, the stage. But as a text, yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's a lot... It's like it's like it's a, fanfic. I mean, there's no way around it. It is. Yeah, it's fanfic. Yeah, yeah. it's like um, what do you want to call it? Um, the sequel to Phantom of the Opera. Like I've seen the like film. Yes, I've seen the filmed version of it, and I'm like, I admire what the actors are doing. I think some of the songs are nice, but um, what the fuck is going on here on this day? <laughs> you know, like what it's is a the lot. plot of Love Never Dies? Oh, Love Never Dies. Uh, Phantom owns Coney Island now. Uh, so okay. that's cool. Makes sense. And he's like, um, yo, Christine, uh, you want to come sing? My name is Mr. Y, and I'm definitely not the Phantom. And she's like, mm, sounds sus. <laughs> and she goes there anyway, though. And then they do a little song where they're like, yo, remember that night we hooked up the night before your wedding? And she's like, yeah. Remember how my kid is like super musical and nothing like Raul whatsoever, and you're like, oh no. <laughs> huh. And uh, maybe I don't remember how happens. Phantom of the Opera itself ends. It's what I'm realizing. Oh, yeah, uh, I've seen they, it once. They smooch and she leaves with Raul. That's how it ends. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> oh. Um. It's a it's a rough it's a rough sell on a on a sequel. Let me tell you what. But interesting. Okay. Anyway, Star Wars musical. Star though. Wars yes. musical. I would or, love to see it. Or we know, like, we don't. Okay, we don't. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> we don't fucking. <laughs> so all we know is like the crime and war that they do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There is one um, comic arc where it is like leia and like she's talking to like an old prince she Mm -hmm. like was friends with there's a arc there where they're kind of like at an opera but very rarely do we see them consume culture yeah arts or culture so like what if you did like a musical where the canon of it was you are watching a play within the star wars universe Mm, about events in the Star Wars universe. You're watching the weird floaty ballet that they watched in the Darth Plagueis scene. Right, 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 (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that might not be that compelling. No, no, honestly, though, it does kind of sound pretty cool because those those plays that they do consume, that's what they've got to be, is like old histories and stuff like that. I mean, like, what's their Macbeth, right? Or Macbeth. Yeah, not based on anything real. Is Hamlet it, or whatever? Hamlet I don't know. Whatever. Whichever one is based on history. Like? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What the is, Henry what the, is the story? Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. What does uh, it look like when actors on stage are telling stories of Jedi's and having lightsaber fights or whatever? You know, like what? Right. What do these things? Yeah. No, I'm honestly that is like a really cool and interesting concept that I would fucking love to see. <laughs> like, you know, like what are the arts and culture of Star Wars? That that is mm-hmm. a really big question for me. And yes, we've seen like glimpses of it, but like I would like to see what does an actor and it's in mentioned Star Wars here look and there. Like? Yeah, right. Yeah, like what does a working actor in Star Wars like? Why can't we have those? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying, I understand, a working actor in Star Wars, that's not a 
entire show. Like, I understand uh-huh. Uh-huh. why that's not an entire show. But why isn't it like Mando meets up with a working actor for an episode? <laughs> he has to yeah. go see the play. <laughs> or or, well, or it's even the fucking James Bond scene. Like, in the opera, and they're, like, yeah. trying to catch somebody at the opera. Like, give me that. I just really want to see what it's like, because I'm really interested in it um but galactic star cruiser it's opening down Mm. here very shortly Um, right yes maybe they will have some sort of like quote-unquote entertainment so i'll be interested to see what that works i guess we know they go to nightclubs and hear jizz Uh, (laughs) right because that's what that's called (laughs) it is called jizz oh boy yeah anyway Okay, it's sorry. I, I, no, <laughs> I no, I love it. I'm down, always down for a, a tangent. Um, it's it's interest. It's a really interesting concept that I. Oh, and I was gonna say, well, one of the things that makes it like oh, harder, I guess, to show is that canonically, one of the ma- the main export of good old Alderaan was like arts and culture. Mm. That was their thing. So then like the empire was like, yo, this place that's got lots of rebellion and arts and culture that tell people to like think for themselves and stuff like that. That's what we're going to target and blow up. I mean, first. yeah, that's interesting. That's good. So then you're like, you know, so then it's like, well, um, I guess part of the problem is one of the biggest like centers of that in the galaxy got mm. destroyed literally immediately. Right, right. <laughs> Literally yeah. as soon as this first movie started. Um, Which is a good so tactical guess, yeah. decision. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it you did know. Its job. Um, but yeah, so it's it's interesting. This is part of the reason that I am such a like lover of all things Alderaan. As mm-hmm. I find that that concept very interesting and cool. Yeah, yeah. Now I like it. The, but anyway, the the, the glo- what would they call them? The global elite, because you can't say the coastal elite. <laughs> yeah, it would definitely. I'm sure that like you know, outer rim planets would be like, yeah, fucking Alderaan. Yeah, but Tatooine. I mean, still, like, is like, come on, man. Come on, guys. Like, this is this is so. All we have I'm out here, I'm here, out here mo- moisture farming, and you're. <laughs> <laughs> All I can do is moisture farmer, and if I'm lucky, go get a a a, a, a beverage while I listen to some jizz. That's all I've got going on here. And I got to pay a freaking gangster to do it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure that uh, <laughs> a lot of people in the Star Wars universe looked at Alderaan and went, all right, fucking whatever, dude. Like, but um, anyway... Um, what else do we need to talk about with our episode, though? Um, I don't know. There's little good moments that I like. I noted that I love that Mayfeld has that little, like, third gun that just pops up over his shoulder. This is good. (laughs) Backpack gun is very good. I'm a big fan of backpack gun. Backpack gun rules. Um... It's just a nice little touch of, like, I don't know, somebody who doesn't have all the advantages of, like, you know, a best car set of armor and, like, a million weapons being, like, all right, how do I get a leg up backpack right. gun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I really like that. Um, that gun. Um, it's fun when it pops out. We we haven't talked good. about Richard Aote's robot. Aowade. Aowade. 
I got you, fam. Yep, thank you. <laughs> um, I famously am stupid. Um, <laughs> um, the thing is, I, yes. I, I, I watch his Travel Man show, but he says when he mm-hmm. introduces himself, he says it in a British accent, which I can't ah. do. So I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, I get you. But he is a robot man in this. <laughs> who was good at flying a ship, which I had kind of forgotten like he could do the ship good was his, was his purpose. Was his whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like his character. I like his droid character. Yeah. I like that. He's kind of a condescending droid because after all Mando already hates them so much. Right. (laughs) So to be Um, a, be a droid and it like contrasts nice later with IG. I don't know. Whichever. yeah it's not 88 because that's the it's not 88 that's the other one right but yeah um taika ig taika ig taika um i like i so so it's a good contrast there um the way he flies the ship is really really cool i also love him i love his whole little hunting grogu sequence um mm-hmm. <laughs> as soon as he realizes hold on like and i also like that he's a, a bounty droid who is capable of realizing like oh hey hang on might be something better for me here on the ship than you know right right just like a real shady bounty hunter you know right because ig88 was just like or not 88 ig taika let's call him right. um, <laughs> was very focused on just like this is the goal no nothing else you know for god's sakes he wanted to self-destruct every minute you know right he couldn't do his goal um so this one has like a little bit more i guess personality than Mm. some of the other droids we've seen so far which makes sense because you cast richard ayawade so right of course um i i like i like that this is a heist i want to see more heist in the um, star wars universe um, I, I, I like, I think I like the first half of this episode a lot. There's a chunk in the middle where I, it starts fading for me a bit and then it gets me mm. back at the end. Um, basically once they get the boy Twi'lek out and then they're just kind of running around for a while. I'm like, wow, yeah. they're really just running around for a while, huh? <laughs> <laughs> this is just a maze at this point. Yeah. Right. When it, when it gets to the maze section, it's not quite not as, as exciting to me but the rest of it is so i i love when they're in the planning stages and then there's that human there um which i don't remember what actor that is but i mm-hmm. his his like scum scum bum energy is really <laughs> is really nice it adds it adds a lot adds a lot of flavor to the uh to the the stew of this episode and will. and and it's nice when it comes back and he's like all right now we're going to betray mando and it's like mm. nope no <laughs> he already that's got not you gonna happen actually he already got you and i do love as silly as it is i do love that we have our little like director's cameo at the end with our x-wings um yeah who all is it feloni is like our very i knew it was feloni because feloni comes back yeah uh, and then it's Rick, F- whose name I, last name I struggle with, Famuiwa. Mm-hmm. 
the director um, of the dir- this episode. Yeah. This episode, yeah. And then uh, the last one is, I believe, Deborah Ch- Chow. Is that Chow, her last name? Yeah, yeah. Um, who directed episodes on this and is doing the Kenobi series? Um, Kenobi. Really excited yes. for that to finally come out. It's gonna be great. I or. Hope bad <laughs> or it could be it could be but even if it's bad i will be happy to see good old ewan and hayden again yes. doing their characters you know what i mean so uh so, so the guy always the, gonna be a plus the guy who plays the scumbum is um mark boone jr who yes. i forgot is the scummy detective in batman begins which i love ah. him in that and he's also a bit of a scummy detective in Too Fast, Too Furious. Um, he, yeah. Hell yeah. I, I love Bring him. Bring back Fast and Furious. <laughs> I love him in Batman Begins. He's the he's the swear to me guy, right? He's the one that Batman uh, has. I think. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. It's been too long since I saw Batman Begins. But yeah. He, oh. He's really good in this, though. I forgot the cast of Kenobi. Which is <laughs> okay. Yeah, maybe. Who else? Who else in there? All right, you ready? I mean, besides our couple, yeah, hell yeah. Uh, okay. Break it down. Ewan McGregor, mm-hmm. Hayden Christensen, obviously. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Joel Edgerton reprising his role as Owen as Lars. Lars. Yes. Um, yes. And then Bonnie PSC, she's reprising her role as Baru, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm giving you all the. Old guard. Then we have yes. Indiria Varma, who I believe is she was on the show Rome. Got anyway, you. Anyway, okay. she looks familiar to me. Yeah. Um, then we have Moses Ingram, who mm-hmm. from Queen's Gambit. Right. Yes. Uh, Rupert Friend. Yes. Who played that? He's in Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. Um. Maya Erskine from Pen15. Oh, yep. Yep. That's uh, a wild casting choice. Yeah. Yep. Someone named Simone Kessel. Mm-hmm. Don't know her from anything. Um, then we've got O'Shea Jackson Jr. Right. Yes. I knew that there are some real wild cards in there. Soon Kang who is the best character in the Fast and Furious franchise. Right, yeah. I'm so excited to see him in a Star War. Um, Kumail Nanjani. Right. And Benny Safdie. Benny Safdie! That was the other one that's also like so out there. That's why I was saving him for last, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I love it. That cast I, is pretty wild. Yeah, like that's so... And like... I don't know. I'm trying to imagine, of course. I mean, the Kenobi show, I'm guessing, mostly happens within Tatooine as he's exiled himself. So I I'm just like, think, who are all these people going to be? I would think other than with the flashbacks. that Vader is in it. Yes. I was about to say, with flashbacks at the very least. Because he's not going to, Vader's not going to come to Tatooine because Mm-mm. that would break everything. Yeah, no, that wouldn't make sense. Them kind of meeting before 
breaks things a little bit, but I don't think in a way that really matters. Yeah. It's I yeah. I've rewatched that scene a couple times, and it's like no, it's vague enough that they could have encountered themselves each other before then. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I really don't know. I hope these people get to share the screen with each other, and it's not quite this Mando thing where like it's a guest star mm-hmm. per episode. But we'll see. Yeah. I hope they yeah. have substantial things to do. And if they don't, I hope we see them in other shit. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Down with that, too. Um, any any final thoughts before we wrap things up, I guess? No, I wish I had more to say about this episode, but it really, my my big thoughts are, it's good. And it's, it's, the, <laughs> it's I mean, it's the stuff we spent a lot of time on that really stood yeah. out to me. It's the Bill Burr character. It's, it's the fact that it's the heist. There's not a lot of like huge plot gears moving forward in this one. Um, yeah. It just is a fun kind of, he needs money episode. Yeah. Um, you know, so I I, I think and it's we, solid. And we get, we do get a little bit of flavor of like you know overall character. We get the background stuff with Mando, right? And right. we do. I did make a note that like the male Twi'lek, Kin Chin. I don't know. It's Q I N is what I noted. But anyway, he he does play on like the fact that Mando has that whole like code. You know, like yeah. you got to turn me in because blah blah blah. But like. And that is kind of, I think, the recurring theme, at least of this season, is just the slow, like, and into season two, the slow, like, Mando just slowly breaking every part of his code just because baby, you know, (laughs) because he loves Grogu so much. Right. And, uh, yeah, there were the mask moments and stuff like that. Which I think is very funny for the people who are... (laughs) Again, I'm arguing against the straw man, but also not really because <laughs> they do exist. But um, the it's bad that oh, uh, it's bad that um, gosh, sorry, I'm just trying to remember because fucking JD Vance was tweeting about it today or the other day. <laughs> <laughs> it was a whole thread. Did you see that, Galley? No, I'm glad I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, politician wannabe and writer of Hillbilly Elegy was tweeting about Mm. how Star Wars was bad. Um, Ah, yes. Yes. An opinion that matters. (laughs) An opinion that matters. But but he was talking about how it, it betrayed Luke and Yoda's characters because they just throw away the text because... You know, Yoda makes the joke that they're not a page turners. And it's like, well, Yoda is making a joke there. That's not literally why he's saying they yeah. need to burn. He's saying the Jedi ways are done and they they were a set of rules that you didn't necessarily have to follow. Right. Yeah. A lot of the people who have that same line of thinking are very on the Filoni wavelength. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the argument Favreau and Filoni make through the two seasons is Mando's strict code is a code that he can't follow. It's a code that exists, but in order to do the right thing, he has to break it, which also is what George was arguing in the prequels about the Jedi. About the Jedi order. Literally. Is that, is that the Jedi order is a problem. Force users are not a problem. The Jedi are, are and yes. i think we're having a similar arc here with there's a lot of rules put into place for mando to follow but he he can't and mm-hmm. the the thing that 
makes him break it, like you said, is is his love of Grogu. Um, and he's maskless by the end of um, season two. Um, mm. But I guess he'll be like uh, all of America in season three and be putting the mask back on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope not, though. I would like to see him, his face more. Yes. I would I would really like to for him at this point to have like a you know Bo-Katan vibe where he's holding the helmet you know right. putting it on when necessary and you know um, although now that he's taken it off in front of other people I don't know if we're actually even going to see him put it put back, it back on. on right unless, that's what I would unless think. good old Bo-Katan is like yo get your shit together it's fine like <laughs> but, he, but he's become friends with Bo-Katan and Boba and they mm-hmm. both are on and off folks so maybe yeah. he will do the same realize that there's a different way the, the thing that makes me think maybe is I know that filming of Mando season 3 got pushed a little mm-hmm. because of Last of Us which makes me think like okay so they want him on set they want pedro pascal on set um even though there's a lot of scenes (laughs) that he's not in which makes me think like okay so maybe there is a lot more face stuff in this one i think the other issue is they haven't built enough of the oh help me out what are they called Mm. the the fucking thing where they film oh the big the big screen thing that yeah, I can't come up with the name either. Yeah. It's not the void, but it's something like that. Yeah. But so they built it and a lot of shows are using it now. And I think that technology is incredible. I think that is one of the best advancements in technology that we have seen in a oh, yeah. while. I think that is why Favreau is a goat, even if I'm not always on board with his <laughs> stuff. Cause it, his Lion King was a technology exercise. It's not a good movie, but the tech yes, he figured yeah. out in that helped him make Mando and yeah. helped him be like, okay, well, we can't do it all in VR. We need like tangible things. I or, mm-hmm. I really do think the lessons he learned on Lion King made uh, Mando work the way it is. Um, mm-hmm. But I think Marvel shows are using it. I think Kenobi is using it, even though K- Kenobi is shooting some on location. Um, yeah. So I wonder, and they, I think they only have the one. So they're trying to do the schedule mm-hmm. thing. This is real minutia. Yeah. I think they, I think they're <laughs> going to end. I would be shocked if they don't end up building one in Atlanta for yeah. Marvel. That would be a good move. <laughs> it would make sense. <laughs> I, I think they're going to end up. That being said, though, I don't know where the fuck they filmed Doctor Strange because they were in London for most of that, and there's not one of those things in London. So I'm interested yeah. to see what that movie looks like. But mm. uh, they'll probably build one in Atlanta and one in um, London. Um, but that technology is yeah, so good. Th- this cool. the Mando so great. is one of the best looking shows. Mm-hmm. Period. And it's because of that technology. It's that because it looks of that so technology. Freaking good. I think. Um, Loki looks really good, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, what if they were filming it in this thing? Which I don't think they did. Like, no, how much no. better would it look? Um. So anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I'm with you though. 
Alrighty, well, cool. Hey, uh, I guess let's fully wrap it up. Do you have any plugs for our lovely audience out there? Yeah, if you like shows that have a lot of diversions <laughs> and aren't that much <laughs> about the original topic, you can listen to Best Pictures, uh, the show that I host with my co-host Mark Watlington and Chad Oliver, who uh, have been guests, will be guests, etc. Um, on this show. So hopefully you like them. Um, if you don't, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I talk most, probably. Um, but um, we, we talk about um, Oscar movies, um, sort of. Uh, we talk about the <laughs> best picture winner of each year, but then we talk about what we think should have won best picture. Um, there, This isn't coming out for a while, right, Callie? Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Okay. So go <laughs> back into our backlogs and you will find an episode where Callie uh, talks about Scott Pilgrim with us. Um, Yay. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a good, good movie. Um, you can also listen to, we need to talk about Spider-Man, which is a monthly show I do where we talk about Spider-Man. Um, imagine that. <laughs> imagine that. Um <laughs> Listen, by the time this is coming out, maybe we are close to talking about No Way Home. I would think by the time this comes out, there might be a fucking trailer, uh, which there isn't currently, (laughs) uh, which is pretty (laughs) fucked up. Um, But, you know, it is what it is. And that's basically it. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Cody Lunsford underscore. Yes. And I, I mean, all all my plugs are the same as always, which is... I have writing and stuff over at Talk Film Society. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at CallieSmith92. At the time I am recording this, it is mainly tweets about Annette. So don't really recommend it, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> it'll change by the time this comes out. Hopefully I'll be thir- I'll be thirst tweeting about like uh, the last duel in house of Gucci probably. Yeah. I, um, I, w- I was going to ask, what do you think you will be tweeting about? And <laughs> that, that Adam uh, driver still is the answer. Um, yeah, that, that makes sense. I, I don't uh, know what I will be tweeting about. Probably house of Gucci also <laughs> house of Gucci also, but for different reasons. <laughs> um, no, I mean, here's the thing. House of Gucci is my uh, bisexual nightmare as Lady Gaga <laughs> and Adam Driver make out. And I'm just sitting there, like, doing the horny grip on my thigh. You know, <laughs> it's fine. It is my... It is my... Jared Leto nightmare, mostly. But... Uh, <laughs> Fuck, I forgot about that. <laughs> For every moment I'm horny, like, Jared Leto will be appear, like, ah, appear and be a like... It's me, Jared Leto. It's me. <laughs> I mean, he fully is in, like, Mario drag. Like, yeah, it is yeah, crazy. Yeah, no, it looks awful. <laughs> it's horrendous. It's like you could have cast literally anybody. But here's the thing. I don't know. I watch the little things. His energy's insane, and I don't necessarily enjoy him. But, like, Ridley If anybody's going to rein him in, it's going to be Ridley yeah. Scott, right? Ridley Scott's the, the guy. So, I don't know. Ridley we'll Scott It'll is so old that i don't think he could put up with shenanigans does yes, that make sense yes you he is a no-nonsense director who's gonna be like <laughs> like jared right. leto starts like i don't know mailing meatballs to people he's going to be <laughs> like <laughs> cut it out man bro chill please i'm begging you i cannot believe we are getting 
two Ridley Scott movies who I like a month most apart. Of the time. A month <laughs> apart, and they are so vastly different. They're both different flavors of Ridley Scott. Yeah, and they both look phenomenal. You've got they the Lady Gaga, yeah. like, like campy fun crime narrative on one and then you have the return of ben and matt writing yeah on the other deathly deathly serious like topic you know like and nicole holof center also writing like i want to give her credit too but the narrative will be ben and matt like writing again for the first time and they're both in it and i don't know i i like ben and matt i I was i was um I know we're like getting on another tangent at the very end of the episode, but I was really pleasantly surprised by the uh, last duel trailer because I was truly as a as a very scared about the premise of that movie. Yes, yes. Um, So I'm really genuinely very excited about that movie now, and I was not expecting to be excited about it. Um, I think that movie is going to be very thorny and complicated. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but I think I want to say this the right way so it doesn't so I don't sound like Bill Burr. Um, <laughs> I I think sometimes now we're a little scared of our movies being a little thorny and complicated. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um and I think this and as long as there is good intent behind it, I think that's mm-hmm. and I think th- I think Ben and Matt both being like, listen, having a female perspective on this script was very important and we wanted yes. a female to write this character and to kind of give a perspective into that. Yeah. I was like, okay, good. That that means well, you guys Hall are at least Hall trying. Center is, Hall of Center is such a phenomenal choice for that too. Um, right. Cause she is a great, great writer. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about it. I love oh, it. it. So and good. if uh, if that one review on Letterboxd is uh, to be believed uh, about something that Adam Driver does in this movie, Callie will also be horny. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Still be horny. Always horny. But anyway. Okay. okay. Oh, one last thing before we wrap up. Yes, 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 yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because it will have come out probably by the time this comes out. Star Wars Visions. Yes, yes. I'm excited, I think. Exciting stuff. I think it's really exciting. I'm I'm excited to see an art style that's not the Listen, I know CG everybody's got animation. Gotten, <laughs> I know that everybody has gotten used to it, but the animation in Rebels or no, not Rebels. Rebels looks fine cuz Rebels looks cartoony. The yeah. cl- the Clone, Clone Wars, Wars Bad Batch animation, I do not like even a little bit. It's it's not great. It's not my favorite. And like Rebels, it's not like it's like groundbreaking animation, but it is better to me because it it I don't know, it, just it makes better. some artistic choices um, yep. that are very different for sure. Yes. Um. But Visions, I'm like really excited to play. It's all they're all going to technically be canon, I believe, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. nothing's not canon anymore. So it'll be yeah. cool if like a character is introduced there that pops up somewhere else. Um, yeah. And I yes, I am very. I have been getting more and more into some manga and anime stuff recently, and I'm very, very excited about uh, visions. Listen so, up uh, the two Disney see. Plus animated shows 
related <laughs> to non-animated properties because I'm never going to talk trash about Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse or Chippendale Park Life. Those are <laughs> masterpieces. <laughs> but between What If and Visions, I think the animation of What If looks bad. I will watch mm-hmm. every episode, but I hate the animation. And Visions, yeah. they're really playing with cool-looking animation. Do yeah. it. Yeah, Do I love it. it. I'm, I'm excited about it. So. Okay, I'll, I'll, well, I'll let you cool. go. I'm going to tell you something after the pod, but we <laughs> okay. can wrap up. <laughs> All righty. Well, I mean, we've done our plugs. We've we've talked about a million things. Um, I love it. Thank you for coming on the pod, Cody. No problem. Always a blast. Um, and uh, yeah, and for everybody at home, uh, may the force be with you.